Alrighty, so this is the first podcast that uh, I'm going to be doing, and it's called Limitless, uh, which I like the name, and um, I do like the picture that I made up with the mountains, with the guy on the wheelchair and stuff, with his arms up like this, and so this is the first podcast we're going to be doing, and today we have uh, Dustin here with us, and he actually has his own YouTube channel, which is uh, Discipling Recovery, which I like that because it's like uh, discipling, and uh, in the middle it's like SCI, he has a different color, so I thought that was pretty cool. Um, so he has some good videos that you can check out, and there'll be a link down below that you can check out and stuff. So I guess uh, I'll go through what we're going to be talking about. So um, we're going to be talking about how he got injured, and then um, we're going to talk about how I got injured, which I don't think very many people know, at least the people on my YouTube channel. Um, what we've done, we're completed since our injuries or whatnot, and what we're doing now. And I want to talk about the camp that I went to a couple weeks ago that I put up videos on. And uh, then we're going to talk about resources that uh, people can look at to get information about like spinal cord injuries and stuff. And then we're going to be talking about like what other people think of uh, as far as people being in wheelchairs. Kind of like the stereotype. Um, so I guess we'll start off with our first topic on how Dustin got injured and I'll hand it over to him. And so go ahead and tell us that. All right. What's up, man? So I'm glad we're actually finally doing this video check because I've known you for a while, actually. Yeah. At least probably six months now. We've talked emails back and forth and stuff, but we've never actually done it face-to-face, -face, so this yeah. is cool. Um, but, yeah, I don't think you've ever even heard my story, have you? Um, I don't think so, other than uh, that one um, video you have of, like, you telling your story in your truck and stuff, and you went to that oh, that's right. school and yeah. stuff. That's about all I've heard, really. Yeah, so basically, um, I was 21 years old, um, just working in the sales department and stuff like that, and uh, just having a 4th of July party out at my house, and uh, me and a couple of buddies, and somebody brought one of those, like, yellow slip and slides, that, like a kitty yellow oh, yeah. slip and slide, and somehow I'm just running down that slip and slide and trying to, like, skate on it, and hit, like, a dry spot or something, and it just kind of launched me forward. And I fell like face first into like the little kiddie pool at the end of it. Oh man! And uh, and I'm sure you know, dude. That's like the weirdest feeling when you when you actually when you hit and that shock that goes through your whole body. It was it, and I'm laying face down in this pool and had no movement at yeah. that moment. And uh, somehow I was able to flip over. I'm not. I still don't know how I was able to flip over, but um, at least I was able to flip over so I could breathe and wasn't like somewhat drowning in a kiddie pool. And uh, yeah, so they, uh, someone finally noticed me. My brother noticed me and dragged me out of there. And uh, once, you know, ambulance got there and stuff, they flew me to the hospital and did surgery within just a few hours. They say, you know, the quicker they do surgery, the better because mm -hmm. you have a lot of swelling from the spinal cord. Oh, yeah. Um, so less damage. But, but yeah, I, you know, you spend, you spend a couple months in the hospital. I spent mine at Shepherd Center in Atlanta. I don't know where you spent yours at. Oh, dang. That's, I've heard that's really good. Yeah, Shepherd Center was good. I mean, I hated it. I felt like I was in like prison. Like, you're yeah. locked down in there. You can't get out. Um, but, but you know, and all I was thinking about was going home. Like, I want to get home. I want to get home. And uh, I, I don't care. I don't care about learning how to... Because, you know, you got to learn how to brush your teeth again. you got to learn how to do everything yeah, I again. Because I got my arms back, and... My triceps are weak, and I don't have finger movements. Um, so, but yeah, it's chest down, paralyzed, and so I'm, I'm a C5, C6, and 
Yeah, so I'm, you know, I just want to get home and and I want to do therapy that was more more adapt to trying to walk again instead of just trying to learn how to live my life. So mm-hmm. I was totally against that whole idea of just living your life in a wheelchair. I was like, nah, nah, I'm good. I'm walking out of this place, and uh, that's how so I, was, I was too. But that was before I knew like very much about spinal cord injuries. Yeah, yeah, it's, <laughs> that's and so like I spent five years just constantly like I'm five hours a day working out. And that was my goal. But as time went on, I was like, all right, this is this might be a while. This might be forever. I don't know. But I need to figure out how I can be at least independent. Like, yeah. how can I live on my own? And not counting because that's I mean that's probably the hardest thing with an injury is counting on people you know yeah that's what I don't like like. relying on somebody is just it's it's horrible but so get to that point I mean it's hard it took me five years to do it but but uh but yeah so 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 you were you were like actually conscious whenever you got injured yeah yeah that's that's something they asked me too um were you conscious all the time because I think that's a big um it's some type of issue if you if you but um but yeah i was um Hmm. so so luckily that that should be a good thing but but yeah they you know from then on i just my mindset throughout the whole thing was i've always like even from the time i got hurt i had a positive like look on it and that's how i was you know and i know you know my faith you know my faith in god and stuff like that so i think that helped push me through it and uh but yeah, what what is like? Tell me your side, because I I've still never heard your side of how you got hurt. Yeah, all right. So um, it was January nineteenth, which was uh, Monday of two thousand fifteen, and it was uh, Martin Luther King, Jr. Day, and uh, I got off at of school, and uh, I just live a couple blocks from where I went to high school at, and uh, I came home, and then I told my mom that me and my friend were gonna go drive around because he didn't work uh, that night. So uh, I went and picked him up, and then we were driving down this country road, uh, one that we'd never been on before, and I don't remember any of this, just what other people have told me, but I visited the site, and um, we, at the bottom of this hill, it takes a left, and it's paved road, and uh, a speed limit of 55, and it goes uphill like this, Um, so we turn right like this, and then we start going uphill, and it goes uphill for a good ways, like a mile or so, and at the top, it kind of flattens off for just a little bit, about 50 yards, and, um, we thought the road that, we thought the road just went straight, so we were probably going about 60, and we thought the road just went straight, which it did, but there was actually a four-way, um, right, like right here, um, after it straightened off, so this was like a four-way, and, uh, we didn't know because there was no stop signs on this uh, intersection at all. Um, and then uh, it actually just went like straight down like this. So here we are and we're just going straight and we just go airborne over where uh, it, after the intersection and it, uh, after the intersection it turns into gravel if you go straight. And uh, there was like gullies and washes down in the, in the gravel road and stuff and I landed going like 60 mile an hour after we went airborne and uh, it was like real loose gravel and stuff so I lost control and I was like trying to control it and stuff and uh, went over and hit the left side of this ditch and I tried to correct it I guess and uh, I went back on the road and ran into um, I ran into the other side of the road this big ditch and I just hit it and um, I do remember the sound that's like the only thing I remember from the whole day is uh, just the impact, the sound of the impact, 
and um, we both weren't wearing our seat belts. Um, well, because we we're just on a country road, just driving, and it's like way out in the middle of nowhere, and nobody was around. Yeah. So we we were just cruising, and uh, well, I don't think it had a speed limit sign, but um, in Indiana, like the um, on county roads, the speed limit's normally 55, um, even without even if it's not um even if it doesn't have a sign like saying. So we were probably going about 60, and uh, we hit that bank. I got ejected on my vehicle, and um, I don't know if my friend did or not. Um, but then the vehicle rolled probably about five times, five or six times, and uh, these people uh, pulled up. Um, at, and my friend was actually walking around trying to find where I was, and he couldn't find me. And these people, these two people, come and pull off the side of the road and ask my friend uh, if everything's all right. And he said he needs help finding me, so they called 911, and they couldn't find me. And uh, then, like, the EMTs and stuff got there, and um, then they finally found me, and I was, like, 96 feet away from where my vehicle had stopped rolling, um, which I'm not sure where I got in, when I got ejected, but I'm assuming when I hit that bank, because I, rem like, I remember that sound, and I remember one picture, and it was like, it was like uh, my chest was over the steering wheel, there was, like, this blue digital clock in the middle of the dash and I remember seeing that I, I remember thinking to myself that it, this was going to hurt and uh, they found me like 96 feet away from where my vehicle stopped rolling and I was laying in this creek and uh, so it was like really wet and I had this um, leather belt on with like jeans and boots and um, uh, the belt I had to throw away because it was all like uh, moldy and stuff from where I was laying in the water and then uh, they took us in separate ambulances uh, to a hospital about 20 minutes away and I got lifeline to uh, Eskenazi Hospital in Indianapolis, uh, Indiana and I stayed there for 30 days and got transferred to uh, Rehabilitation Hospital of Indiana um, and I was at rehab for uh, 29 days uh, because my insurance wouldn't pay for any more uh, stays there you know yeah did you have an issue with that Nah, because my I was under my parents' insurance still, and mm -hmm. they had pretty good uh, insurance. But like I'm still, I don't know if it's the case with you too. Like with insurance wise, like I'm still under my parents, and here I'm thirty something now, so I'm still under their because they can't drop me off the insurance, which is a good thing. But hmm. so that's because yeah, it's gonna be it. I mean now it, it's might have changed, but um, a lot of times if you get an insurance company would not want to pick you up if you know you're a spinal cord injury. They're gonna be like, man, that's, that's true, that's yeah. right there. So, but now they, you know, now they have to. So. Okay. Yeah. So I was at rehab for 29 days, and at the time when I was in rehab, I was, I still thought that I was still gonna be able to just walk out like I was like before my injury. Yeah. But that was like way before I knew anything about spinal cord injuries. You know, like you were yeah, saying. Yeah. Um. But after like 29 days, I went out of there and I couldn't, I literally couldn't do anything. I couldn't, like I couldn't, I couldn't figure out how to scratch my face, you know, because my yeah. hands were like this. That's what I remember the most too, dude. Like I didn't have, I had a little <laughs> bit of biceps, but no triceps. And I remember like not being able to scratch my face. And it was so like, can someone scratch my nose? Or yeah, like not to be weird too, dude, dude, but like picking your nose, you get, you got <laughs> You could do nothing, like yeah. Like the nurses would ask, like, "Hey, 
you want me to pick your toes? And I was like, no, nah, I'm all right. I'll just, I'll be all right. But it's just yeah. weird little things. <laughs> and it's just the things you can't do. And, and then that, even like, I, I remember the first couple nights, like, I couldn't even pull the blanket up if I was cold. And, and it's, it was yeah. small little things that you, you know, take for granted. But yeah, like, literally the littlest things are pretty much impossible, at least the first yeah. few months. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I got out of there, and then um, I had a little bit of therapy come to my house for a few weeks, a couple times a week, and then uh, since then I didn't do therapy for about a year later. This March I went to uh, the hospital. I got uh, transported to in the ambulance where they took me and my friend. I've been doing therapy there, and I get my manual chair this Friday. Uh, Tie light, arrow, T, I think it is. Yeah, that's gonna be, dude. That's gonna that's gonna be helpful too with building strength. Like, yeah, I know. You're still you're still you know a year or so post, so like you're gonna get ten times stronger. But that wheelchair is gonna help a lot. But yeah, I used to not be able to like. Well, this arm I could always I could normally go like this, um, yeah. but this one here, I, like I could do about like three of these, and I and then it then it just stops, and I can't I couldn't do it. Yeah. But now it's strengthened up to where I can do it pretty good now. Yeah, it's basically if you can get enough to at least transfer yourself, that's that's all you need. I mean, yeah. mine are still mine mine are still weak, but but that's all. As long as I can do that, I'm good. What happened to your uh, so your friend though? Oh yeah, my friend. He was uh, in the same classes me in high school and um, I think he tore his ACL in his left knee or left leg and um, let's see what else uh, he had some broken ribs um, and I think he did like do something to his back they said he broke his back but I'm not really sure what that means because he doesn't have it didn't result in paralysis so I'm not really sure what the extent of that is yeah um, and then myself I uh, fractured my left shin and broke my left femur which I think I broke it on the steering wheel on my way out because uh, I'm like 6'2 I was 6'2 at the time so um, and my yeah. and my vehicle was like pretty much flattened it was a 2005 Mitsubishi Montero which is kind of like a mini SUV and it was pretty much flattened right there at the cab so they were saying if we had our seat belts on we normally we probably would have wouldn't have made it yeah. Um, and then um, I broke my left collarbone, um, top and bottom jaw both. I broke those. Um, the palate of my mouth, yeah. um, which I didn't even know you could break. And I took out these six teeth right here. So those are uh, fake ones. And um, I um, broke C5, 6, and 7. And they diagnosed me as a C5 complete. And you're, uh, are you incomplete? Yeah. Uh, so but I don't know. So do you not see? I've never really seen a big difference between complete and incomplete. So you don't have sensation. Like, yeah, I don't have any feeling from about right above my armpit. So like right there, I don't have any feeling from there down. So when I put on okay. deodorant, I can't feel it. Right. Okay. Yeah, because uh, I, I, I got that back move. to where I can feel touch. Mm -hmm. like slight touch on my legs and stuff but I can't feel pain or like the water like it's hot or cold okay yeah see there's different like variations even if yeah. you have the same injury you know yeah. and I uh, had a traumatic brain injury on the back right of my uh, brain like back in here and um, like my parents would ask the doctors at Eskenazi where I got lifeline to like ask them questions about stuff and they were saying like 
like if like if he makes it you know like they highly doubted i would i would like survive like live through it and they said if he does he's probably gonna um, have a lot of memory loss and he's probably not going to remember like anything including their names or or anything you know so apparently i healed up pretty good and um yeah so i'm diagnosed as complete and um then yeah that's about the story of that um yep. so now i guess we'll go into our next topic of what you've done like since you got injured like how how many years has it been man it's been 11 years now so oh, yeah because i was here in 05 but yeah the first few years first five years i did complete therapy five hours a day every day and then then i started getting into going to school because uh vocational rehab would say like you know it's a government program that says hey we want you off social security how can we get you working again mm-hmm. and i was like all right well i'm down to work again like i'm you get bored after a while sitting around so um so i went back to school and i was like all right i'll just get an education they'll pay for it and and then i'll do that but so i went back to school and and I, I still didn't know what I wanted to do. And it's, a lot of it's like, what do you want to do and what can you do? That's the scariest part. Like, what yeah. can I do with my injury? So I just kind of felt it out, did, took different classes and stuff. And then um, I enjoyed history. So I was like, all right, I'll take some history classes. But you can't do nothing with a history major other than teach. So and I was like, well, teaching is a good way to influence kids, too. Because I think yeah. that's another thing, too, man. Kids, and we'll talk about that later, I'm sure, about how people react to you. And... Uh, so I was like, man, if I can influence kids in some way, um, then that then I feel like I'm serving a purpose. So that's what I went to school for, did education, and then I graduated probably a year ago. So and then from there I went, I got a job pretty quick, just like a month after graduating at my high school I went to. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I'm teaching there and teaching history, and dude, it's it's been great. Like these kids, they, they it's the way they. Like they're a little hesitant when they come in class and see a uh, this dude's in a wheelchair, yeah. And they, so many questions. So I tell them the story, and I'm like, "Look, man, you got any questions? Like, we'll talk. Like, I don't, I'm not embarrassed about anything. I'll just say how yeah. it is. I mean, that's life." And they just like completely click with you. I don't know if it's because like when you see other teachers, you feel like they they have no flaws or they think they're perfect, but they see all every you know all my flaws on the outside, and they're like this guy, you know. Has been through things, and you know he's not perfect, and and it's like we connect so much. Like I have my lunch during lunch. There's like 30 kids in there, and they're like piled around my desk wanting to talk. And so I think that I found my purpose through that, which I'm happy about that. So yeah, that's pretty. Cool. That's where I am right now. But and, and I got married after I got injured too, and yeah, I met my I wife. See that she was a physical therapist, you. and I threw a game on her, and she just fell in love. I like it. <laughs> no, but and then we got married, and and. Uh, yeah, so it's it's been great. But what about you? Um, yeah, so I got injured in January nineteenth of two thousand fifteen, so last year, and um, so I did therapy for a couple weeks after I got home in March, and um, then I went. Uh, I wanted to graduate uh, with my class, and um, I was on the academic honors track. Um, at the time of my injury and I was hoping I would still be able to do that so I was so ahead of like most people uh, in my class Um, so I only had to finish two classes which was English and I was actually taking English composition 
um, which is a col through uh, Vincennes, which I'm going through now. Um, I took that in high school. Um, so English Composition 101, which is the first semester at the time of my injury, and uh, I completed that. And um, so I was taking 102 the second semester of my senior year in high school. And uh, so I, they made it to where I could just take English 12, still get my English credit, and uh, then I had to take um, uh, Econ um, and Government, which I finished before my injury in the first semester because it was only a semester class. Um, so I only had to t finish English 12 and Econ, and uh, then I graduated with my academic honors. Um, diploma which I thought was pretty cool because I was gonna be pissed if I didn't because I took three years of French and man I freaking hate French uh, so I graduated that much in Indiana but yeah um, we have our own French here yeah. um, so uh, I graduated and um, then let's see uh, then uh, the fall of 2015 I took one college class through Vincennes University which is nor which used to be well it's Indiana's first college that's what they always say and um, so it was it's always been like a two-year college um, but just a couple years ago they started a four-year programs for actually what I'm going for is information technology or IT so working on computers and stuff which I'm pretty good um, I'm like a redneck but I like I'm pretty good at computers which is kind of yeah, yeah. cool and um, so they, I'm doing the four-year degree there um, at Vincennes um, with information technology. So I took, I took um, speech, yeah, I took speech the fall of 2015 online, which was pretty cool because I could just like record myself a bunch of times until I got it right and then just send it in. Yeah. And um, so I got an A in there, and then um, this. The, in the spring of 2016 this year I took um, earth science um, online through Vincennes and I got an A in there so those were just uh, the general um, things and um, well my class my uh, let's see my uh, fall classes of this year start tomorrow and I'm taking um, English composition 102 so the second semester of English composition and um, what else? Uh, personal financial management. And after I get those two done this fall, I'll just have one more general studies class, which is uh, just some basic math, I think. Um, so then I'm hopefully, my plan is uh, next fall um, is to actually attend uh, on campus and uh, actually be going for my major after I got my general studies done. Um, next spring, uh, the spring of 2017, and um, well, uh, let's see, November of 2015, I went um, deer hunting on the first day of gun season for Indiana, and I got a buck, which is pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, see, going on that, man, like, <clears throat> something, like, you posted videos on that, too, and that's what, I want to get back into something like that, because, like, you know, I'm from Florida, which... You want to think it's a big hunting area, but the little town I live in is like a little redneck town. So, mm -hmm. um, dude, I grew up doing like we did a lot of gator hunting, which is always fun. Oh, and dang. I've done that. I've done that since my injury. But um, you you kind of just get in this little small John boat, and you mm -hmm. roll out that you roll out there in the lake, and you just have a paddle boat, and you're just you got the spotlight out there, and you look for those eyes, and then you roll up next to that gator, and 
I mean, because it's so, I mean, so many gators out there that you gotta, you gotta get rid of them or else they're everywhere. So I've done that, duck hunting and stuff, but um, deer hunting I've only done, you know, that's, a, you gotta go up towards Atlanta, Georgia yeah. type area for that. But, um, but yeah, that's, that's something I miss doing is that type of hunting, but I see yeah. you've been doing that still, so that's, yeah, I thought I that was that, pretty cool. That bow hunting. Oh yeah, I'm, well I got me a crossbow uh, last week, so and I got a UTV, uh, so I can I got hand controls and stuff for it now. And uh, me and a few of my friends made a deer plot a few weeks ago, out on his property that's um, that he has, and uh, we put up trail cams, and we've been seeing deer on the cameras. And stuff, so I'm hoping. And we built a shack there on that property a couple of years ago, uh, like our senior year, end of junior year, I think. So I'm hoping to like record, like, um, record uh, us staying at the shack and like deer hunting uh, the next day with my crossbow and stuff. And I actually wrote a um, an article for Able Outdoors, which is a disabled hunting or well, just disabled outdoors. Yeah, outdoorsman uh, it's like a magazine uh, yeah. so yeah there's a link down below in the of this video um that you can uh read that and it's pretty good um, yeah. i'm actually a pretty good writer uh, which i think is pretty weird but you should check that out if you haven't already yeah, man, you're, you're smart for a redneck yeah <laughs> yeah i am pre- i guess i'm pretty smart how's that uh how is it pulling back you're using it so crossbows a lot better for distance wise because is it too hard to pull back that string on a, a regular bow um all right so injury. before my injury when i was younger i shot uh, like long bows and recurves which is just basically like wood and a string and yeah. then you got compounds which have the um like the limbs that come out and then it has like the cams on the end that like cycle through like in motion when you pull back the string and once you get back to a certain like distance like about right here then it just like then the pressure lets yes, on yeah. so you can hold it and normally you have uh, what they call a um, I can't what's that thing around the wrist a um, yeah, release. Little hook thing that kinda, yeah, a little yeah. release and then you just pull the trigger um, but uh, I shot my dad's um, before my injury like right before it and uh, stuff but it was it's like a, I don't know probably in the 50 55 or 60 pound bow so it's like 60 pounds to draw it back which I definitely can't do it now you know especially since we don't have our use of our fingers yeah. um, but at that camp uh, that camp possibility place that I went to in Indiana Martinsville at Bradford's Woods which I think something IU has something to do with it um, I went to uh, the archery spot there and I uh, shot a compound bow, which I wasn't for sure how how it was even possible because, well, they for one, they didn't even have any sights on the bow, so it was just shooting at, like a recurve or longbow, but they also didn't have a release or anything to wrap around your hand, okay. so I was wondering, I was like really worried about like having an arrow go off in some place and like hitting something or somebody, so yeah. I was like really cautious and stuff. And uh, I got a video on this that will be linked down below, but you can, um, what I did is I just like put like three fingers under the arrow and then I like just leaned my chair back since I'm in this power chair so I wouldn't lean forward and then I just like pulled it back and I shot it like five times and the first three times I missed, fourth time I hit like this big blue circle and the fourth or fifth time I, um, I hit this 
um, card, the Nine of Diamonds, which they had these cards on this phone thing. And I hit that, and I got a picture of it. Actually, it's uh, right here. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. You can see that. Yeah. Uh, so I got that. So And then I shot a crossbow out there, and after I got home, I... Um, well, I actually ordered me a crossbow the weekend before the camp, and I got it the weekend after the camp. Uh, it's a it's a Mission uh, MXB Sniper Light. It's like one of the lightest crossbows. It's only like five point like eight nine eight six pounds, I think. And uh, normally a crossbow on the end of the limbs, it has like a little hook where you put your foot in to where you can like uh, then pull oh, yeah. back the pull back yeah, yeah. But this one it doesn't have that. It has a um, like it has ridges on the inside of the limbs and like uh, these rubber knobs on the outside of the limbs. Um, so basically what that does, it, it takes weight off the front. Uh, so it's not as heavy in the front so you don't lean over, which is what we need since I don't have yeah. uh, control of my core or anything. And um, they also make a crank to where you can crank it back so you don't actually have to pull the string back. It just, it, and uh, I got that. I got the crank and I got the crossbow. Um, they are both made by the same company, uh, Mission, which is actually made by uh, Matthews. I don't know if you've ever heard of like Matthews. They make uh, really popular uh, like compound bows and stuff. Um, but uh, I I'll do a video on that sometime. Um, but I can load it and everything uh, by myself, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess that uh, digresses into our next topic, the camp thing that I went to, which was a couple weeks ago, and I got made videos on this stuff, and I still got a couple more videos, which is uh, like belly acting. I had a GoPro and had it on my head, and it was like a, what they called belly act, which is kind of like a kayak, but instead of like a seat, like a canoe, you just lay on your stomach, which is, I guess that's why they call it belly act, but... And then you don't have a paddle or anything. You just use your arms, and you can just oh, go yeah. like this and uh, move, move your arms throughout the water to uh, like move around and stuff, which was really yeah. cool. But um, yeah, so I've only been injured about like 18 or 19 months. Yeah. Um, yeah, like 18 months. Um, yeah, and then two days ago was 18 months actually. But I thought that was pretty cool. Like living in Indiana, there's like not very much around here. And I highly doubted there was anything like that, like that camp thing I went to. But somehow, like on those spinal cord pages on Facebook that I'm in, um, where do, where do they do that at? Um, it's in uh, Martinsville, which is between Bloomington, where IU is, and uh, Indianapolis. It's about probably halfway. Uh, it's like 30 minutes north of Bloomington. Um, it's uh, Martinsville, and it's this place called Bradford Woods, um, and it's I think. At, like I said earlier, I think IU has something to do with it. Um, I think it's like Bradford Woods IU or IU for Bradford Woods or something. But we went like it was really cool because like it was like anyone with a disability really in between the ages of like 17 and 35, I think, and you had to have a high school diploma, which I don't okay. think I actually maybe you don't have to have one, but I thought you did because there was someone there that was like a senior. That this year, so he hadn't graduated yet, but uh, I thought that was really cool. They had like cabins, uh, like separate cabins. Um, I think we had like four or five cabins, and then my cabin was um, 
what was that like uh, Rhodes Landon and uh, so basically it had two doors like this and then one big living room and then on this side was the male side and this side was the female side and it was split off they had doors there once you went in the living room uh, the living room just kind of joined the joined the cabin together and then on the sides going down they had uh, like the male and female like where you uh, slept at and stuff and uh, they had like staff people there and stuff like uh, my staff member his name was Ben and he was uh, he was going for physical therapy in the University of Indianapolis so like uh, they had like therapists people who were already therapists or nurses or uh, people that were going to be like therapists or nurses and stuff and uh, I think they had like 35 um, campers there and, like 60 staff members so they just divided that up into like four or five cabins and uh, we went let's see we went um, I went swimming for the first time there um, which was pretty cool I like standing up uh, and stuff in the bin uh, my staff member he had like a hold of my chest and then like he'd move his foot like behind mine and like push my whole leg forward and I was like looking down through the water and it was almost like I was like walking again and uh, yeah. like I've heard like people um, like with uh, some people with spinal cord injuries they can like move stuff in the water that they can't move like uh, out of the water you know because it's like hardly any gravity in the yeah. water it's almost like floating so I was like trying to like close my eyes and like imagine myself walking but I don't think it worked very no, good I think I, I think the water moves your leg and I think they think it's them no yeah, I don't know I that's so. the case well, <laughs> like, I mean, you know when you're just floating things move so I don't but yeah. I usually, when I ever go, when I go swimming, like I'll go out on a lake with a buddy or something on the boat, yeah. they would usually just say, hey, put this life jacket on, and they toss me off the boat. And then I would literally just float, we just float in the lake, and yeah. uh, that's how I do it, just put a life jacket on and jump in. And it, Yeah, they, but, they put these uh, weights around my ankles, because like apparently my legs were like coming up, you know, like that, on top of the water, so they tied these like little ankle weights that they wrapped around my ankles. And uh, so we went swimming, then I went uh, canoeing, went bellyacking like I talked to about earlier, like a kayak, but you lay on your stomach. And uh, let's see, we did um, hand cycling, but I didn't get to go because uh, me and Ben were late to that, and uh, they were already heading back. But uh, there's always next year, I guess. And uh, let's see. Um, went fishing didn't catch anything because the only bait they had they told us to use were was corn which i've never used corn for fishing fishing yeah my dad said that normally that's like what you use like uh for like trout and stuff you know yeah um, and i didn't catch a dang thing i don't think i'll yeah, ever use corn again and uh, horseback riding, which I didn't do, but I did get yeah, some Yeah, I saw video. that video. You said you were scared. Yeah. <laughs> Come man. on. Come on. Hey, man, Dude, I'm telling you time. what. Let me tell you something. If they ever had bull riding, I'd totally do it. Oh, like, so would that I. Is my, that is my dream. It's always been my dream to be a bull rider. And I was like, man, if they offered it now, I know it would be the ugliest thing in the world. Like, I would last, like, 0. 0.5 seconds, but... Probably get stomped on, but man, that'd be so fun. Dang, that would be. I'd I'd probably ride a bull more than I'd ride a horse. Really? <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, that'd be cool. Are you, um, are you? What's your plans for driving and that kind of stuff? Um, well, we do have uh, we do have a van right now. Uh, we basically got it so we can like transport this big old three hundred fifty pound power chair, and yeah. uh, with me in it, it's like a little over like six hundred. You know. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, at the time of my injury, I weighed like 180, 185. And when I got out of the hospital, I was like 150, 148. Yeah. So I lost like 32 pounds. Um, and um, let's see. Well, my mouth was wired shut because I broke both jaws. So I couldn't eat for a few weeks. I mean, even at rehab, I couldn't eat for a couple weeks. Yeah. Uh, so I only ate for like a week at rehab. Um, but I had to eat um, like pureed food. And oh man, it was terrible. Uh, like I filled out my menu and one of the options was like glazed pork loin. I was like, that sounds good. They freaking brought it in. It was like all like, uh, it looked like app. It looked like pink applesauce. It was so nasty. I just I just uh, had one of my uh, family members go and get me McDonald's. I was like, man, this is terrible. Yeah. Um, man. Um, so I'm trying to think of what else I did at camp, but really, oh, we made uh, like these tie-dye uh, pillowcases, which I actually don't have uh, washed yet. But really, the coolest thing was just like being around other people with yeah. the same kind of injuries as me. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. And there was this guy there in my cabin. His name was Braun, and he was from Texas, and he like flew all the way to Indiana. And uh, he has, like, this disease, like, one in a million disease, he said. It's, like, all these, like, really bad diseases combined into one. You know, like, uh, muscular scoliosis or whatever, where, like, your muscles slowly degrade. Um, like, yeah. cancer, um, AIDS, um, I don't know what else. And, like, something that, like, messes with his vocal cords or, like, vo uh, like vocal box or something. He, he, he kind of has, like, a stutter, you know? Yeah. And uh, he was like telling me about that and stuff. And uh, then I ate bre I ate like uh, supper with him the first day, and then um, this second day I ate breakfast with him. And then at lunch I was gonna eat lunch with him. They had like these tables in the dining hall thing. Like each cabin was assigned to one. So I was like trying to find someone from my cabin um, that I knew because it was only like the first day, first full day. I didn't really know anybody. So I was like trying to find him, and I was like, oh there he is. So I roll up. And I like start. I like said something to him, and he looks over. And I was like, "Oh, that ain't Braun." So I went over there, and I was like, "I went over to that guy over there. And I thought it was you." He's like, "No, that's my brother." And he, he had the same one in a million disease, and wow. he had a sister there that was in the same cabin as me. Wow. And like they think they're the only um, people in the United States that has like this disease, like back to back in three consecutive um, con like sessions, which I thought wow. was really cool. Um, I guess we'll skip that one topic of resources and just go to the stereotype, like uh, like you said earlier, something about like uh, like the uh, you teaching the kids and stuff. Like, what do they think about like you being in a chair and stuff? Yeah, they just you know they'll uh, it's it's mostly just one like it you know they'll have the questions they come up with are questions like I would never think they'd ask to and really yeah and it's just like. I don't know. I mean, I think this generation, it's different that they're more accepting yeah. about things. And I don't know what it is. And I don't know it's something they grew up watching on TV. or But they are very accepting about the injury. Like, they don't – they, they want to know about, like, how it happened and, you know, but they don't – I don't know. It's, it's, it's just a different situation. But, um, but, yeah, I think the kids are – the kids are good about it. Um and, like, I have little nieces and nephews and stuff, and they're, like, two and three. And they're at the point where, like, like my niece asked me, like, um, she just comes up randomly, how do you go to the bathroom? 
and the kid's like two, three years old. I'm like, how are you even thinking of this question already? Yeah. So I just got to throw something out there. Like, I don't know. I just kind of just change it. But, um, yeah. but yeah, it'll be, or like if she'll ever see me out of my chair, like sitting on the couch or something, she's like really confused and she, she kind of laughs and stuff and is like trying to figure yeah. out how I'm out of my chair. But, um, but yeah, I think, I mean, I try to think of how, like, when I first got hurt, dude, that was, like, I always felt like everybody was staring at me. Like, I always, every time I went anywhere, I felt like I'm always getting, you know, so I don't know if I've just kind of been able to do ignore it now, or it's not really as bad as I thought it was. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know what it is. Um, but at this point, I don't feel it's that bad. And and uh, a lot of times they just, like, they'll see me getting out of my truck and they'll stop and, like, watch or... And it's good when I, because if you've seen my truck, like I'll pull, you know, it's a lifted truck and I'll pull yeah. into a handicap spot. And I think they stare because they're like, this dude's not paralyzed or this yeah. guy's not handicapped. Look at his truck. Yeah. And then they'll see the electric doors open in the ramp and they're probably like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think the more comfortable I got with it, it made everybody else comfortable. But I don't know how it's been for you, but. Yeah, I agree. Um well, um, let's see. Yeah, when I first got injured, I'd say I felt like everybody was staring at me, like you said. And I also feel, at least in this power chair, that I'm always in the way, no matter where I am. Uh, like, yeah. if I'm at, like, a, a restaurant eating, I always feel like I'm in, like, the aisle and nobody can get around. Cause, well, it yeah. sticks out, like, about a foot and a half, like, behind me and uh, stuff. So I can't wait to get that manual chair. But I always felt like I was in the way. Um I mean, I'm not too, like, big of a guy as far as width goes, but I am pretty tall, so my legs are, like, protruded out, like, pretty dang far, you know, and, um, yeah, I don't know, I think people just stare, I don't think, I think they just stare because they're curious as to, like, how you do things and uh, what happened to you, I just never thought of that, they're not really, like, um, I don't know, like, uh, just staring at you just because, like, you're in a wheelchair, like, ha-ha, you know? They're just, like, curious as to, like, what happened, I think. Um, because maybe they don't know, like, other people in a wheelchair, maybe? Because I only knew, like, one person in a wheelchair, uh, before my injury. Um, yeah, but, um, I think also, like, a lot of, most people think that people that are in wheelchairs, like, can't do very much for themselves. Um, which, I mean, I can do just about everything I could before my injury, uh, besides, like, move anything from, like, right here down, or, um, you know, and, um, I feel like I'm, I really do feel like I'm more active after my injury than before my injury, which is really weird, like, um, I think before my injury, I was just, like, I knew that I could do just about anything, so I never really tried very much, like tr- didn't try any new things. And I, like I was, like uh, I used to play like a lot of my PlayStation and stuff. Like I was just telling you, I had that YouTube channel um, before my injury of like me doing gaming videos. Like I always like sat sat in this uh, office chair that was right here. Like that thing is like eight years old, and I guarantee it has a bunch of hours of me sitting in that chair. Uh, either playing my PlayStation or on the computer, but I never really, like, tried to do new things or, like, never, like, adventured very far. 
and because yeah. I knew I could do pretty much anything. And I think this power chair, I feel like I have limits, and I just want to like exceed the limits. So I like try just about anything, and uh, I feel myself a lot more active than I was before my injury. I don't know about yourself, but oh yeah, yeah, and that's, I mean, I think you put it the right way because that. Because, like, the guy that gets me a wheelchair, he always says, man, dude, you, you destroy these wheelchairs. Like, I try to donate my last one. He's like, no, nah, no one even wants this chair. This thing's so beat up. Yeah. Dude, I don't like, like, staying around that. I'm like, you spend so much time in the hospital, and then you spend so much time at home. It's like, man, I, you get out and do something. Just see what you can do. And, like, I've been skydiving since I got mm-hmm. hurt. And, and it's just, you know, you kind of lose that type of thing. But, I mean, they – um. If you look at it as, if you, see, you're in the power chair too, which I kind of feel might limit you a little bit too. Mm-hmm. So like, cause you traveling, you know, you always have to, you know, have a certain type of vehicle. And so right. I think once you get the manual chair, I think that's going to help you a lot too. Yeah. See, but, I drive this UTV we got around, Well, we bought it for hunting, uh, uh, right after my injury of last year, right before, um right before deer season that's what i shot the deer out of but like i can get in it and i drive it and stuff i transfer myself over but then i just have to back the chair up but then like wherever i go in the utv i can't get out or anything you know so i'm just like stuck there just sitting there and like wanting to get out and like do stuff um so i think but i think that's a a lot but like the you like at least with my youtube channel i i feel like it's got me i found a passion in something like it just started with trying to do helpful videos and putting it on our website and then like I grew up love filming stuff like I love making movies and like little I would I remember as like a little kid I would take like little action figures and like move them at little moments and then film it and stop it yeah, and then move yeah, a I little did bit the more same thing with, like, so I do all these like little videos and now like once I started getting to making videos and edit it like I just love doing that so now I found yeah. like a little passion of mine just filming and editing and putting on even if nobody there's not a lot of people that see it like just being able to be creative like trying to find that way of being creative is i think something important too yeah uh, i like that Uh, we're limited in that area but if we can find something but yeah so have you been skydiving before your injury no no see that's how my wife did that afterwards and but that was that was a that was a fun experience i mean they uh you just strap on and you just your legs kind of just they they walk you to the end of the plane and your legs are just kind of dragging and then they just like flip backwards doing backflip. Oh and man, that's awesome. Yeah, see that's how I was like when I went zip lining. That's another thing I did at um that camp. I went zip lining, which I never done before my injury, but I've been to yeah. like um I've been to Tennessee, Gatlinburg, well like Pigeon Forge. We normally stay in Pigeon Forge and then like go to Gatlinburg, Tennessee. I've been there like several times like i don't know like 13 times or so yeah we go and, there every year yeah and there's like a zip, couple of zip lining places and we've like went to one but we never really did it uh, so i'd never been zip lining before my injury but i did like a couple weeks ago at that camp and it was like really cool it was like really freeing like it felt like i was like free like from my chair and stuff which was really weird as i was like going down the zip line which i'm sure you kind of felt the same thing sky have you been on have you been on a roller coaster since you got hurt? Uh, nope, I haven't been on one, but uh, there's this place called Holiday World, which is about an hour south of where I live in Indiana, and um, they got some uh, roller coasters. They came out with a new one that I haven't 
wrote on, so hopefully I'll yeah. get to try that one out. Yeah, yeah, I saw that video of you at like some amusement park or something. Yeah, well, a lot of times they won't let you. Like, I didn't know that they won't let you videotape the ride, but hmm. but that's still like I just went on one not too long ago, and you, it's a little bit more scary when you're not when you you don't have trunk support and leg control. Like oh, man. you really feel like you are just like you could fly out at any moment. Yeah, but I'm sure. Instead, it makes it a little bit more fun, but. But yeah, I just went on one where it's just just lap bar, and it's at SeaWorld, and it, it it was it was scary. But I think you'd like it if you ever yeah, got I down. think I would. I I mean, I didn't ride I didn't ever ride any roller coasters when I was younger until about I don't know about like four years ago or so, and then like I just never I was like really scared of them, but then like I didn't really mind them too much. Um, well, I rode the biggest one they had at Holiday World called the Voyage. And um, it was it was like a metal where a couple of the other ones like the Raven and something else it's like wooden so it's like really really rough um, but I like the Voyage the most out of those it's by far the fastest and um, and it's the smoothest too which is kind of weird because it's not made out of wood and stuff you know so yeah I guess we covered all our topics and uh, I guess this is podcast number one so if you guys want to be featured on the podcast just let me know and i hope you enjoyed what we talked about here i guess i'd wrap it up for this video and uh go ahead and check out his youtube channel link will be down below and it's uh discipling recovery he has some good videos so uh thank you for watching this video and i guess we'll see you in the next one or i'll see you in the next one i want to thank you for watching this video be sure to like and comment on this video. I will be down in the comments below and I will reply to you as fast as possible. Be sure to check out the description. There's all kinds of information down there and links and uh, stuff that tell about me. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of these videos. Also be sure to share uh, on social media or places um, so we can spread the word and help out as many people as possible. If you're looking for a particular video, um, you can either go to the YouTube search and type in Mason Ellis and then whatever you're looking for, or you can go to my channel and click on the little search box, um, or you can actually look at my playlist. Um, if you need help with anything, uh, you can message me um, or comment down below, and uh, I will see if I can make a video for that, or if you know how to do something different, you guys can actually send in your own videos to be featured on here, um, so that would be greatly appreciated. I want to thank you for watching this video. Be sure to subscribe to me. Um, go ahead and like this video, comment down below, and share it with other people. Thank you.